You are listening to Natural Born Alchemist. Welcome to episode number 266 of the Natural Born Alchemist podcast. My name is Alex and I'll be your host. Today is summer solstice, at least in the present moment, but these podcast episodes are recorded for the benefit of all humanity for all eternity. Who knows what three-eyed floating humanoids are listening to this episode far off in the future. In this episode, my guest is investigative journalist Joachim Hagopian, a West Point graduate and former army officer. Joachim's work focuses mainly on geopolitics, international relations, globalization and U.S. empire imperialism. And he has written hundreds of articles published on numerous alternative news sites. Prepare yourself. We are jumping straight into a very deep rabbit hole. So thanks for being on the podcast. Good to be here. So first, can you tell the listeners a bit about uh, who you are and what you do? I, uh, I'm a journalist. Uh, I am currently involved in writing a book called uh, Pedophilia and Empire, Satan, Sodomy and the Deep State. And uh, it exposes basically the worldwide network of pedophilia and uh, all of this is related you know the coronavirus and the the whole agenda to uh, pretty much take away our freedom the whole war on terror 911 these are false flags they took away our constitutional rights to a great degree where they're not honoring our own constitution. Uh, and the coronavirus is the agenda basically for the mandatory vaccination program agenda that they're going to try and get off the ground worldwide. Um, so it's all interrelated. I mean, the, the bad guys basically are behind all of these horrors be it the virus, be it pedophilia, be it wars, it's it's all it being suppression of, of disease cures, uh, suppression of free energy. Uh, they're behind it all. They are the demons. <laughs> Often when somebody says something negative about vaccines, the mainstream reply is always like... Uh, they mentioned polio and how it saved everybody. And how would you reply to the pro-vaccine people? You know, the whole theory and practicality of vaccination is that they they can come up with these diseases and small doses of it obviously are then placed into the vaccines. And uh, the idea is is that the the population will be infected in a small dose that is allegedly non-lethal. And then that creates the immunity to catching whatever the disease, disorder, illness that is trying to be prevented. Uh, So what they have found though is just as big pharma 
has pretty much taken over the medical establishment. They've also, of course, taken over vaccinations. And uh, they own the FDA. They do rubbish studies where they're not even uh, scientifically oriented and pay money to get the FDA to approve them. I mean, there's corruption all over the place. And we're living in an age, basically, where all the institutions are thoroughly corrupted. And in order to be part of it, you have to be corrupt yourself. If you have ethics, if you are an honest person, if you are an upright moral person, you will not be able to tolerate the level of corruption, deceit, and criminology that is daily occurring in every institution in this country. You can go from the government, you can, on all levels, from the federal to the state, local, you can go to the education system, the economic system, oh my God, the financial system. You know, uh, I think most people are aware that the bankers have been in control for a long time. You basically, in the, the whole electoral process where they're allowed to basically buy off the candidates, and uh, so you get these people that are basically serving the, the people that own them that have given them money and power. And they're not serving the people. There have been even academic studies that have shown that we're living in an oligarchy in America. They serve the oligarchs, the few wealthiest, most powerful individuals. And they don't serve the people that they're supposedly voting to put them in office. It's, it's a known fact. And when you get that level of corruption, you get very evil people in the elite echelons of power. And they're basically Luciferian, meaning they do not practice or believe in the same God that we do, or many of us anyway. We have a concept that there is a creator and the idea of doing good is to help other people. You know, it's all basic golden rule and Jesus consciousness and all, all of the rest. Um, and, and ethics, morality, is, is, is basically determined on, on your behavior, on how you re relate and treat other people. And we have a system that's basically serving the very few who are thieves, murderers, rapists, and I'm exposing them. I mean, there's probably no better way to expose these people than to expose them of their crimes against children because probably no crime will upset people more than realizing that there are very powerful elite people that are trafficking, raping, killing. I mean, especially those that are involved in, in uh, 
satanic abuse and and you know the eyes wide shut film the one of the greatest uh, filmmakers he he didn't even get the chance to completely edit his film before they murdered him um you know 2001 space odyssey all the rest of them my my recollection of his name is is not here right now but that's okay um anyway he he did that eyes wide shut film and that's just a little glimpse he he was very fascinated by the people in power and so his idea through his films some of them and, and that was his last one was to basically expose the mindset of these people that engage in such you know we we we, we can't even grasp it most of us who are good people can't grasp that there's these evil people in the world that cause so much damage and think nothing of it, but they're psychopaths. I've written articles on, uh, uh, well, you asked, the, uh, the first question was, and I think the only question was uh, a little bit of my background. I, I have a background, I'm a West Point graduate, so I did uh, some time in the military. I found out that wasn't for me. Uh, I was following my father's dream, who was a, um, on submarines during World War II and the Korean War. And so I just figured that was what I was supposed to do, be a patriot, serve my nation, and please my father with my father's dream. Well, anyway, uh, I found out that the military is not for me. It's basically for robots. That's what they brainwash the officers to do is follow orders. And um, so they, all they are is, is, you know, they follow orders from those above them. And unfortunately, you know, you get up there high enough and the people that are in charge in the military are the same mindset uh, psychopaths as, as the people in charge in the government, as the people in charge of all the large corporations, as the people in charge of the mental health establishment, as I learned because I then finally got out of the military and I went to school in uh, psychology and earned a master's degree and became a licensed a uh, marriage family therapist in the state of California for many, many years. Uh, and I worked with abused children. There's the 180 or 360 degree connection with kids. Um, you know, I, I worked with a lot of kids who were pedophile victims. So I, I, I really have a passion for trying to expose uh, all elements of uh, the pedophilia network that's in this world. And, uh, and all institutions are involved, from the child welfare system to the uh, charity institutions, obviously the government, many VIPs, many politicians. It's done by sexual blackmail using children as the bait and uh, They've been, they then be, are able to uh, own the politicians, so they vote according to how the uh, people behind it want them to vote. That's why we're always involved in wars, because the same people behind pedophilia are the owners of bank institutions and all the corporations. And so that's why we have wars, and that's why we're having this virus. It's all interconnected.
I think I read somewhere that uh, they've discovered that there might be a pedophile gene that like 4% of humans have or something like that. And uh, in America, I've heard about there's this group that realized that they are pedophiles, but they have never acted on it. And they've formed like sort of a pedophile version of the AA where they meet and try to, you know, not do anything, but they still suffer this gene. But my question is like if, uh, you know, when you use it as a blackmail, you make a politician have... Uh, rape a child and then you film it and then you can use it as blackmail but uh, you know it would be hard to do that if that person from the beginning is not a pedophile well they they have very uh, deceptive means of actually compromising the politician or the ceo or the banker or the general whoever or the actor entertainers um and usually there's parties and where you find parties, you find alcohol and probably a number of drugs. And so what they do is uh, for those that may not be inclined to actually hurt children by being a criminal and raping them, um, they use alcohol or drugs to sedate them. And uh, the next thing they know, they're they're waking up, and they may end up they may go to bed or something with an adult, and then be switched with a child while they're out cold, and so they have all these devious means of actually getting the job done. That's primarily what Jeffrey Epstein operation was all about. Uh, we're very aware, based on the events of uh, last July and August, where he was rearrested and, and charged with trafficking um, after the joke of uh, the 2005 trial that resulted in him uh, basically admitting that he solicited sex from an underage girl. Uh, meanwhile, he's been, you know, raping thousands, hundreds, and, and up maybe over thousands of, of girls, and even more importantly, trafficking them to a number of locations, among them his homes. You know, he has the biggest mansion in, in New York City. He's got the island, the sex orgy island down there, St. James in the Caribbean, in the Virgin Islands. He's got the New Mexico ranch, and, uh, and then he had the uh, Palm Beach mansion. So, uh, and he was set up by the Mossad. So this is how they do it. The CIA and the Mossad, the MI6, MI5, uh, they're basically, they're, their role in all of this network of, of pedophilia and trafficking of children is they're the coordinators. Uh, a few years ago, a guy died in 2011, but he was the... <laughs> Very famous entertainer, Jimmy Savile. Well, he also worked undercover for the MI6, and he was basically a procurer to, uh, for, of children to the VIPs in the government and, and to the royal family. I just, you know, a little while ago, I finished a chapter exposing the Windsor family and, uh, and their part in pedophilia. And... Uh, 
So that's why they go on. They are controlled. Uh, we even have uh, in in America there all the representatives, be it the House of Representatives or the Senate, they're forced to sign. It's unbelievable, but they're forced to sign oaths of loyalty to Israel. <laughs> it's, it doesn't make sense, but that's the kind of power that the Zionist empire, it's really a combination of, of the outer structure of this cabal, this crime cabal, is really the Anglo, because that's where the money is, the Rothschild money is located in the city of London, which is not the real city of London, but they call it that, and it's part of the crown, and it's not the real crown of the, of the royal family, it's actually the banking institutions primarily. Anyway, they, they finance all of these operations. And then the, the religious component is uh, centered in the Vatican and Rome. And, uh, of course, we all know about the horror story amongst all the priests and then the cardinals and bishops that cover it all up, including the popes. And, uh, and then, you know, you have the military uh, leg of this triumvirate, evil, unholy trinity of, of uh, a cabal. And, and the military component is Washington, D.C., where, you know, the, they send the U.S. military out on any country that uh, wa whose leader w wants to be independent and, and not uh, allow their country and their people to, and their natural resources to be exploited. Any country that defies America's thievery and exploitation um, when they send their, their basically their they're economic assassins out and, and they get the IMF loans and the, and, and the World Bank involved where uh, these third world countries, developing countries are unable to pay for the loans and then they go in and privatize all the, their natural resources. Um, it, it's an it's a ugly story of corruption that has controlled the world for a very long time. My last chapter, I just finished a, a, several days ago, exposes the human history. Uh, the typical thing is in all the history books, in all the archaeology and all the rest of them, all the religions, all the theory of evolution and Darwinism and all of this, all of it, education and history and science and, and religion, all have sold us a uh, bunch of lies. The uh, evidence is mounting up. Every, every year there are more archaeological findings that are showing that the Anunnaki alien race from Nibiru, they also, because of their ability to do interspace travel, uh, you know, some say that they have come from Orion, a constellation, but originally they were on this planet called Nibiru. And this is according to the recorded history of the uh, Sumerians. Now, Sumeria is southern Mesopotamia between the Tigris and Euphrates rivers. 
where present-day Iraq is. And, of course, we know, you know, the imperialists, uh, Anglo-American Zionist empire is, is still at it, you know, making uh, that a failed state of a nation, unfortunately, killing the Iranian general earlier this year, uh, who was after terrorists. And, and unfortunately, the U.S. has been the creator and, and sponsor of terrorists around the world in order to basically have their, quote, war on terror. But I'm getting off on a little tangent here. So anyway, the civilization, the cradle of civilization, the, all the history books say, is uh, Sumeria. And uh, it... It thrived from about, oh, uh, 4,000 to 3,900, right about there is their established roots, and they went down to, and that's before Christ, uh, and then it ended in around uh, 1800 BC. Uh, so for about, you know, uh, three, 4,000 years, they established law, they knew astronomy, where planets and fixed stars that we didn't even know about, the humans did not know about until the last century. Well, this, you know, millenniums before Christ was even born, this, quote, first man-human civilization, Sumeria, knew of planets and fixed stars that were out there. They also had many pictographs of, of um, first of all, the, the first ones with a written history. They, they have a language and a written language, and they had law, astronomy, geometry. They were extremely advanced, and the reason why they were so advanced is because there was an alien population that actually came down uh, in their spacecraft and colonized the Earth starting with Mesopotamia, which became Sumeria. Um, but it expanded because they were after gold. Uh, the atmosphere on Nibiru was damaged, and they had to have the what they call monatomic gold, which is like gold dust uh, and powder. And, uh, and so they basically excavated... Uh, many mining uh, sites, primarily though, I mean, their biggest extraction of gold was in Africa, in Southern Africa, which of course, even today, uh, Southern Africa is, is still huge on, on gold. Um, so anyway, they, they, that was their whole motivation and purpose to colonize the earth. But there was some rebellion amongst their own people, their own alien population. Um, and, and they decided with the king's approval back on the planet Nibiru that they would use their genetic engineering. This is a very advanced civilization technologically, obviously, to do inner space, intergalactic and, and uh, outer space travel to other galaxies. They have to obviously have very high technology. Um, and so they were able to come to the Earth and colonize all the pyramids. They, they, we can't even do pyramids today. We do not have the technology to move the mammoth-sized uh, stones 
that were that are part of the edifice of those pyramids that are found on every continent, every continent, spare none, not even Antarctica. They have their pyramids. And on every continent, we have these giant-sized pyramids that are geometrically um, linked to the planets and, and the stars out, in, out there. Um, you know, it's just incredible technology that uh, was involved in this, along with so anyway, to get back to the origin of man or humans, Homo sapiens, um, they used their advancement in genetic engineering to basically take their own DNA and then use the more than likely a Neanderthal, a Homo erectus, that is the uh, prior human to Homo sapiens, which is considered to be modern humans. And so they used the, the highest primate they could find in Africa and, uh, and their own DNA, and they spliced it together and actually came up with the first human. And so they began mass producing them because they wanted them as a population of slaves. So I, I just finished this article that basically says that we humans have been slaves from our very origin 250 to 300,000 years ago all the way to the present because those in charge, those in power, which back then, obviously, 200 to 300, uh, 250 to 300,000 years ago were the Anunnaki's. First of all, they were larger than humans Humans, obviously, you know, especially a long time ago, were five, six feet at the very most. And, and these uh, giants from outer space were um, reportedly, you know, uh, 12 to 15 feet, sometimes even taller than that. And so they and actually they came down from spaceships, uh, spacecraft um, and Anunnaki in Sumerian language means those that came from the heavens. And uh, so they created these human slaves, and of course they passed themselves off as gods. But they were flesh and blood. They weren't, weren't actual ethereal, you know, invisible gods. They were very real. And, uh, but they were from, an, you know, an alien race from, an, from another location. Um, in, out there in, in space. And so they created humans for that purpose. And um, basically, the, the hybrid that's still in charge of all earthly affairs has been limited to, to the Anunnaki. There is an Anunnaki-human hybrid and they're represented by the royal families, primarily the black nobility bloodlines of Europe, which includes the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the royal family of, of Britain, as well as uh, Netherlands, you know, all of the European royalty um, are from the bloodlines that have been basically in control of the earth since the very dawn of humans over 250,000 years ago. So we've been, you know, given a pack of lies from 
our birth, from our species birth to our individual births, through our education system, through science, through religion, uh, I to basically a lot of people who are Christian or, or one of the monotheistic three religions, primarily, of course, the Judaism or uh, Christianity or Islam, you know, they, they have a hard time swallowing this bitter pill uh, that God did not create us. God is, in my concept anyway, and you have to speak individually because everybody has their own individual belief system, especially when it comes to higher power of a, of a creator. And uh, so I, I don't negate God by the fact that, you know, aliens created us. Um, because who created the aliens? Ultimately, the universe and all the elements of life in the universe were created, as in my book, in my belief anyway, by a creator, a prime creator created the universe. Um, so it doesn't negate God, uh, and and it doesn't negate Jesus or Jesus consciousness, um, you know, because you know what Jesus taught. I I think he was a a good man and, and a holy man and and did a lot of good, uh, and he, and he, you know, I, I have no complaints about that. It's not that I'm negating religion, but. You have to take a hard look at the at the emerging facts. They have they have stone circles on every, all over the world. These stone circles, and oftentimes in, in Africa, especially, they are um, they're they're next to pyramids, stone circles, and what they've found in the archaeological studies in the last twenty to thirty years is that the Anunnaki use harmonics with the rocks, the stones, and they, they managed to um, basically be able to lift these mammoth-sized rocks and, and do their pyramids and all the rest of the constructions uh, through the, their harmonic technology uh, of using sound and electromagnetic vibrations that come from the earth and as well as the electromagnetic vibrations that are actually coming from the cosmos. So they had this technology that's unbelievable. Uh, and, you know, it's just a matter of time before we are able to tap into how they were able to use the harmonics. This is like cutting edge archaeology meets science uh, because they, they used, they knew they had advanced knowledge of all the Earth's ley lines. Um, and they, they built all their, you know, uh, temples and, and, and pyramids and all the rest on ley lines, which are energy, you know, in the same way that the human body has meridians. Well, the earth has electromagnetic ley lines. And what we share in common is that we are all electrical beings, whether it's the earth or whether it's us. Um, we're all the, the common denominator connector of energy is electrical energy. And so we really have to come to grips with the technology of the Anunnaki so that we can actually also advance our own technologies to be able to do some of the things that they were able to do. Um, so 
Anyway, uh, I know I've been ranting on and on and on and on from one tangent to the next, but uh, I'll, I'll let you, uh, you step in and ask a few questions. Well, if, if they created humans uh, two, three hundred thousand years ago, why did they not make a civilization until Sumeria time? They did not want the... They were aware that uh, their own kind that were on a labor class um, rebelled and refused to work and, and it became a, a difficult situation. And so they wanted to design humans to be subservient, to not rebel, to not uh, think of themselves as gods. They're, you know, the lowly slave. So they they did not um, they purposely did not develop humans uh, to have the technological means that they did, and they did not uh, teach humans until they'd already made their decision that they were going to leave the earth. They were, there's also evidence that they actually we we are not the first. Uh, idiots on earth to create uh, nuclear bombs and have nuclear holocaust there are there's evidence it's it's scientific evidence proven that in the sinai desert as well as the indus valley in of india um there's soil and there's records that uh that basically uh confirm or document that they had uh nuclear uh, weapons that were uh, triggered. Um, so they, they basically had made a decision that they were, they were going to leave the earth. Um, and so they decided finally, after thousands and thousands of years, obviously, to um, then allow the humans to develop on a, on a more intellectual level where, you know, this quote civilization Take, uh, is spawned, and uh, but they were very slow in doing that because they did not want the humans to get too sophisticated, where they would rebel and and refuse to be slaves. So why did they leave, and why haven't they been back? Well, supposedly, seeing is believing, but you know. Suppose well okay. There's there's a couple of schools on this. Most of them supposedly left and and went back to their home planet Nibiru or to other uh, colonizations in, in other star systems uh, like the Orion and um, and Andromeda. Um, but anyway, um, the um, some chose to stay though. And they continued, and basically they had their hybrid that was mostly Anunnaki. And, and you'll notice that those that have been in power, all the bloodlines that have been in power for basically millennia, um, that go way, way, way back, uh, they are very cognizant of keeping it in the family. So they may in, only intermarry amongst themselves because they want to retain their own lineage to the Anunnaki rather than be human. They, they really look down on humans and they always have from the very day that we were caught, that uh, earth was colonized and humans formed to now. Uh, 
the Anunnaki is a primitive race spiritually. They're primitive. They're warlike. They're violent. Um, but they were advanced technologically. So anyway, you you also have, and, and I I'm inclined to think that I'm inclined to think that they they do have this capacity to shape shift and and can be reptilian. There's there's imagery in all the cultures, ancient cultures, of reptiles, of serpents, of uh, lizards. Uh, all of them have, you know, all this, you know, basically documented documented evidence of of some kind of worship of these reptilian serpent, snake, or or uh, lizard type animals. Um, that are also human. I mean, many of the statues and paintings and all of this are, are, are of both the reptilian. And so the, the bottom line story is some of these uh, Anunnaki decided that they would uh, stay on the earth and leave basically in charge the hybrid as their puppets who are the popes and who are the queens and kings and presidents and prime ministers. And, um, and they uh, apparently have colonies underground. Uh, and basically in 1989, let me see, uh, a, a man named Schneider, I'm trying to remember his first name. Anyway, he was an engineer a government contracted engineer that was uh, part of the construction of, of these uh, underground bases that are all over the place, uh, military underground bases. Um, and, it, and he actually had a shootout with his workers encountering um, reptilians, uh, aliens, underground uh, in their building of these underground um, is installations. Uh, and even the Huffington Post, which I don't agree with a lot of their stuff, but they actually came out with a, um, an article on this guy. Uh, I know his last name is Schneider. And, uh, and he's in my, my current chapter uh, 34 also. I wrote a paragraph or two about that. Um, so they've been, reportedly, they, they are in underground installations. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Area 51, which, you know, you can go, it it's, has many levels of, that are underground. And uh, they, basically, they hang out with, with um, aliens there. And at a certain level underground, I think it's level seven, uh, they have all kinds of experimentation and stuff uh, going on with, with aliens. Um, so, and supposedly Eisenhower met with aliens, reptilian uh, greys, they're different kinds, you know. I know for some reason it's, it's all this stuff is, is too woo-woo, hard to believe, but with so much evidence out there of, of ET tech, uh, technology, Archaeologically, as well as the um, 
all the UFO sightings and all of this, uh, I think you'd have to be uh, pretty close-minded to not accept the possibility, if not probability, that there are other alien worlds uh, out there and, and that certainly uh, there's plenty of civilizations out there in the universe, multiverse, that are far enough advanced to travel over long distances and end up having some vested interest of what's going on on Earth. There's even been launch sites of missiles where all of a sudden the aliens intervene and uh, basically neutralize the um, firing of missiles being launched. Uh, and, uh, and of course, it's all covered up and covered up and all that. But, but, uh, but, but these are insiders that work for NASA or work for, um, you know, the scientists, uh, and, and they are reporting these. A lot of astronauts had uh, encounters with aliens. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's out there. And the, the history of, of humans, they've found artifacts that go back millions of years. So this whole thing about, you know, the beginnings of humans that we've been taught in school and in all the universities, it's all BS. Just like basically the, the Rockefellers took over the medical establishment and big pharma, you know, so that's all, you know, they treat symptoms. They don't treat the root cause. They, they want to keep people sick. So they, all they do is smother them with drugs um, to treat the symptoms. And, and that's kind of what this whole Corona thing is all about, too. You know, I mean, it's it's just another way in which. They're going to make more draconian tyranny of a totalitarian one-world government. They've been wanting it for over a century, and, you know, over time, that's what we're getting. You know, the 911 was a big one. They took away a lot of our constitutional rights in the name of security and the war on terror and all this. And they, they actually created the terrorists, you know, al-Qaeda and... and uh, the uh, I, ISIS were creations of CIA and the military. You know, I mean, it goes on and on with a horror story of of what the evil ones in charge of the earth have been doing for millennia. It's crazy. To play devil's advocate, you you uh, you don't need the alien explanation. You can still have the uh, elite uh, empire plants. Without them, I mean, humans could be capable of, or a group of humans could be capable of wanting complete power without any alien connection. Well, I would add that the ones that are in charge that you call humans are not completely human. They have some human in them because obviously the first human is was a, a, a genetically engineered from both the DNA of the alien as well as a human, uh, uh, Homo erectus at the time. Uh, but they are, because they keep it all in the family, they, and, and will not uh, want to relinquish their exclusivity of their alien uh, lineage. Um, and these people, like, they're not even really people, they're not even human. Uh, yes, they have traces of human genetics in them, but uh, they're mostly, I believe, um, uh, genetically uh, alien 
And it's a very primitive race. The Anunnaki's were very primitive, warlike, violent. They raped. Uh, they had a thing for pedophilia. I mean, pedophilia's been around. I have chapter three, basically, where I go back to all the ancient cultures and talk about how they all did blood sacrifice. And they're still doing it today. Their descendants are still doing it today. So, uh, yeah, the, the, they, this alien race has, has brought out, as our masters, as our slave masters, have brought out the worst in humans. Uh, and then the puppets that get back up into the positions of power, you are one of them. Either you are a hybrid, mostly probably of Anunnaki lineage, or if you're an actual human, you're basically, just like the alien race, psychopathic. You do not get up into the level of power unless you are a psychopath, meaning that you will do anything that you actually, they get off on power and deception. They're extremely adept at being able to deceive other people. They're very smart, intelligent-wise, but spiritually-wise, morally-wise, they're the most inferior beings on the earth. All animals are above them when it comes to spirituality and morality. Um, so that's what we're left with. We're left with the, a residue of these alien descendants that are still in charge. We're talking the royal families. We're talking even presidents of the United States. They all are related back to black nobility bloodlines. Uh, every single one of them, except maybe one, Martin Van Buren or something like that way back when. But all of them have been traced to the bloodlines. Um, Why don't you think uh, Martin Van Buren was related? I don't know. I just ran across that uh, in my research. You know, I don't know. I don't know. But but actually, this is Burke's Burke's. Uh, there's a Burke's Peerage. It's a book. And it's an organization that does uh, genealogical research into, uh, you know, uh, famous families and, and famous people. And actually, they came out with it and said that all the U.S. presidents are related to these black nobility. They're related to Charlemagne or Alfred the Great or, you know, all these different bloodlines, basically um, nobility bloodlines in Europe. Um you know, so. But mo most people might have, I mean, average Joe might have a problem even realizing the government is lying to them, especially in, in Corona times when people really are listening to what the government suggests. But to then add the alien bit is, is most normal people will just, it will they will brush away the alien bit and at the same time brush away the elite uh, corrupt bit well see see you know I, I talk about you know the 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 sexual abuse through ritual satanic kind of stuff and I know that it's it, for a lot of people that it, it's unacceptable to them they, they they can't wrap their head around the fact that there's such evil in this world well I hate to be the bearer of bad news but they're in control. We need to wake up. And how do you control people? You 
make them in fear because you give them false propaganda of a pandemic. And they're doing all these testing that's false positives. They, they inflate the numbers of deaths. They're, they're, there's proof that they're inflating the numbers. There's a doctor that came out in, in Montana that was actually exposing them there of actually they're dying of pneumonia or something else and, and they throw in the coronavirus and it's same deal in, in, in Italy. They're finding that they've inflated this whole thing into a pandemic and it's all based on fear. Fear basically, there's a fight flight system of, that's basically kept us alive um, and then, then there's our immune system and what the fear does is it activates the fight flight system. If you're actually actively fearing something and fearing death, your immune system is compromised just by putting your, I mean, there's a mind body biochemical connection between your emotions and your thoughts and your body bodily processes biochemically. And so if you flood yourself in this whole embracing of this pandemic fear thing, then you actually lower your own immune system. And, and, and it's all, they're doing this to gain more power. That's what it's all about. They want their one world government. And the, the Club of, of Rome back in the early 90s, this is, these are a group of scientific elitists, basically hired by this hybrid, you know, presidents and popes and all of these people, royalty, uh, the elite, basically. And they, they came out with, <clears throat> oh, what we're going to do is we're going to declare humans as the enemy and call it climate change or started off with global warming and the Al Gore CO2. Oh my God, the CO2 levels are rising through the roof. It's all man-made. That's all BS. That's all BS. Um, they want us to believe in all of these false, I mean, it's just bad science, but it's been bought out. Everything's been bought out and corrupted, so it's all deceitful. You can't get the truth from the World Health Organization, who. You can't get the truth from the CDC, the, the chemical dependence, not chemical dependence, but um, whatever it is, CDC, the Center for Disease and Control. You, you don't get the truth from these guys. Basically, the the... Trump team of the coronavirus, these doctors, Fosti, this guy is in bed with Bill Gates. Bill Gates is the guy behind all the vaccines that are killing people around the world. India, the government of India has actually indicted this man because he's killed girls uh, with his vaccine there. Um, so we, what we have here is, is the doctor, and, and actually Trump has run into some conflict with uh, Dr. 
Bix and and uh, Fosti. Uh, basically, he is leaning away from them uh, and going with the Surgeon General, who's had a split with uh, the woman Bix, Doctor Bix, and and uh, basically they're they are on the boards to the organizations that are owned and controlled by Bill Gates. And right now, the Dr. Fosti is basically mouthing the same exact words as Bill Gates, saying, oh, this thing's going to be around 2020, we're going to have 2022, we're going to have to have a vaccine for this. And of course, Bill Gates, for the last Oh, 10, 12 years. What has he been doing? He's been coming out three, four, five different times, you know, over the stretch of the five or, or 10 or 12 years, saying, oh, we're going to have these horrible virus, you know, pandemics. He runs an exercise in October, two weeks later, with the World uh, Economic Forum. The, Switzerland group that meets the elite every January. He ran an exercise in October. Two weeks later, the coronavirus was breaking out in Wuhan. Um, and this guy, he has the controlling shares of the company that's that's working towards the patent. He's got the patent basically for the vaccine. He owns the company that does the patent for the vaccine. So he's saying, basically, we got to keep our social distance until we get the vaccine. And they're saying that it's going to be years. Uh, they, they, they have made the choice. The, I'm talking about the elitists that are in control. They're destroying the world economy. Millions of people out of work and all the small businesses and moderate-sized businesses are not going to be able to survive indefinite length of time where they're not working. Um, nor will all the people, the workers. They, they're, they're living from paycheck to paycheck. So it makes it impossible. But they've been talking, the elites have been talking about overpopulation for a long time. Ever since Thomas Malthus came up with this essay on the resources of the world can only support a certain low number of people. And when it exceeds that number and becomes overpopulated, there's all kinds of horror that's going to happen. And so what we have is the elite group and Bill Gates is one of them. He's in his... Uh, in his lectures, he, he talks about, well, if we can get rid of a million and a half people, you know, uh, he's, he's crazy. And, he, and he's destroying the world with a, a lot of vaccines that are causing all kinds of problems. And, of course, they, oh, no, no, vaccines are safe. Vaccines are safe. The establishment is full of lies. You cannot believe anything that the government the corporations, all the institutions of science, all of them. It's all lies to deceive the people, to make them live in fear so that they're easily controlled and so that they'll 
look to the government as the savior with the vaccines. That's what's coming. Mandatory vaccination for the world population, according to Bill Gates, who owns the medical people that are part of the Trump anti-coronist team. But uh, when it comes to climate change, uh, one question could be, is there man-made or isn't it? But another aspect, not maybe climate change, but uh, it is a fact that humans are uh, polluting rivers. And I mean, if you lived in California, you know, L.A. is a horrible uh, when it comes to to, to the uh, oxygen level there. I mean, it's very it's just polluted air, basically. So uh, I've noticed that people who say there is no climate change, they are also for continued industrial pollution. Well, you have to make a you have to distinguish between what they're saying is that the CO2 level caused by humans are the culprit to the climate change. And it's and it's not that what they don't talk about is the geoengineering, putting the toxic heavy metals into our lungs, into our brains, into the plants that uh, are all the agricultural fields being The whole earth is being contaminated by geoengineering. And you can just look up in the sky in Europe and in North America and see all the the geoengineering layers of heavy metals that are raining down on us as poisons. The 5G, there's another poison. They are doing, they're executing human genocide. They've had the chemicals in the foods so that we don't get the live nutrients out of the foods. They've got the fluoride in the water, which is a poison. It's a total toxin. They got that in the water. They got the geoengineering heavy metals raining down on us so that it gets into our brain and makes us duller and unable to do critical thinking. Um, And so that we're just docile and accept everything and don't question anything. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and then the 5G radiating us. But then uh, these uh, elite people, don't they drink the same water and breathe the same air? Well, I guess they do probably breathe the same air. I'm sure they have refined bottled water or whatever, you know, they probably take care of that. Even Monsanto, um, at the food services in the Monsanto Corporation, none of them are GMOs. Oh, but everyone else in the world must have GMOs, you know? That's that's what they do. Uh, you better believe that the uh, elite um, are very health conscious about what they ingest in their bodies. Oh, but us useless eaters, oh, we'll get all the poisons. So if uh, somebody listens to this and agrees with everything you're saying, uh, what can they do about it? What we have to do is do the opposite of what they're doing to us. Meaning, everything is being centralized. The smartphones, smart refrigerators, smart TVs, smart everything to track our every move. Everything's centralized. The control, our supply, everything is centralized with big super conglomerate, you know, uh, from the agricultural fields to the grocery store shelf. Everything is centralized. Well, we have to do the opposite. We have to decentralize. We have to 
make friends with our neighbors and our communities and rise up to be as self-sufficient and independent as possible. We also must educate ourselves so that we realize that we have these subhuman creatures that are in control in all the highest positions of power on this earth. And they are the criminals and we have to hold them accountable. And we have, do we do that? By having truth and reconciliation commissions, whereby there's a cog in the wheel that's further down on the, on the pyramid structure. And they say what the people in control over them have been doing. And we do not, and, and, and for telling us the truth about the controllers that are the real criminals behind everything, we let the ones on the lowest hanging vine go, you know, for their for giving over the truth. And we hold accountable the subhuman, not even human, creatures that have been in control of the earth for over 250,000 years, and we hold them accountable for the first time in history. We haven't done it, but all it takes is for you to recognize that these why do you think all of this is happening? Why do you think that this whole uh, anti-Russia, oh, they stole the election, blah, blah, blah. Why do you think all that's going on? And they go from one crisis to the next. It's a never-ending one, one again, again, again to the next crisis. They're doing this because they know that the people are finally waking up and realizing that there is a basically a, a, a handful, you know, a, a basically, you know, a couple of dozen bloodline families that have been in control of everything. Everything that we know is being controlled, including the propaganda, TV, the news, movies. They own everything, and everything is basically propaganda lies so that we don't know the truth. So what we do need to do, we need to find out the truth by reading my kind of stuff that I'm writing. And I'm obviously not the only one. There's a lot of us out there that are working on exposing the truth, exposing the criminals. And, uh, and then we have these commissions and then we, you know, they're holding back all kinds of cures for cancer, every, every kind of disease and, 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 uh, Illness on earth, basically, we, we have the capacity that they have withheld from us. And, and, and also the free energy, there's anti-gravity. They, they've done reverse engineering with uh, downed UFOs and they have anti-gravity technology. They have so much that they withhold. They've got space colonies out there. Um, and then, of course, all, all the elite is, is prepared for in case Nibiru comes around again and brings in a whole bunch of meteors and, and uh, asteroids and, you know, all this on hitting the Earth, they got their underground subterranean cities down there, luxury cities. Um, you know, and they haven't told us about that. That's a very controversial thing, that planet Nibiru that goes back to the Anunnaki. Um, you know, I... I NASA has even come out with it. It's in my latest chapter um, where they've come out with 
that there's this large body that's supposedly four or five times bigger than the Earth heading towards towards the Earth and the sun. Every 3,600 years, this planet Nibiru allegedly um, takes a whole uh, cycle uh, in around a, a strange anomalous elliptical orbit uh, through our solar system. But as it, as it moves closest to the Earth and, and towards the sun, on its way around there, it brings in a lot of stuff. And that's why we've had uh, sudden ice ages and sudden, you know, you know, uh, total extinction of life forms on Earth. Um, but every 3,600 years, this thing is alleged to have occurred. Um, the Great Flood, I wrote all about that in the last, last chapter. The biblical thing. Every culture basically has their Great Flood because it was a whole planetary thing where um, the whole planet got rained on for many, many, many days and months. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's all there. <laughs> um, I'm writing basically A through Z source book on modern pedophilia from the early 1980s right up to the present, including the power structure. I have chapters on the Rothschilds, a couple of them on there. I have a chapter on the, the Windsor family of royalty, and then I have this latest chapter um, on the Anunnaki. Um, so I do, that's a little bit of a background on the power structure that's running the global net pedophilia network. And then the rest of them devote to specific, uh, to specific, uh, you know, uh, horror stories of different, uh, uh, you know, th there's been a pedophilia crisis on, on, uh, over since the early 80s, basically. Well, I depict and expose everyone. Uh, I'm working on Europe now and we'll go to Australia and expose there. Um, you know, so, yeah, I got about seven or eight chapters. I've been working on this for three years. Um, but I got 34 chapters completed and I got about seven or eight left. Um, so yeah, it's a journey. Do you have a website or anything that people can check out? Yeah, I have a blog site called empireexposed.blogspot.com. I also have, uh, before I started working on this book on pedophilia, I was a journalist and wrote many articles for Global Research, for uh, SOT.net, uh, and for uh, LouRockwell.com. Um, in fact, they even Global Research uh, even recycles my articles. I did one on on um, Council on Foreign Relations and the move towards a one-world government and. Um, because it, it has some application to what's happening now with the changes with the coronavirus and the draconian, tyrann tyrannical, totalitarian measures for one world government. It kind of is uh, applicable to today. Uh, so they recycled an article that I wrote from three or four years ago. Um, but, you know, it ends up being pretty well read because it has application of what's going on today. Well, great. Well, thank you a lot for taking the time to talk to me. It's been my pleasure. I, I sure did a lot of talking. <laughs> Check out empireexposed.blogspot.com. 
I don't necessarily believe everything I just heard, uh, but I have not studied the Anunnaki connection enough, although I am aware of its existence. And like I said earlier, uh, you don't need to believe the alien race in control to understand the fact that there is a fascist empire that is taking over the world and that banks and large multinational corporations are filled with greedy pedophiles ready to do anything to further their agenda. Don't dismiss that part if you dismiss the alien part. They can work together as one united model or theory and they can also work separately. But as always, do your own research and form your own opinion. We discussed a bit pedophiles and Epstein and in November 2019 in a Newsnight special, uh, the Duke of York aka Prince Andrew was interviewed and uh, he spoke for the first time about his relationship with convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein and about the allegations which have been made against him over his own conduct in raping minor Virginia Roberts on more than one occasion. And this is what he had to say about it. She spoke about you outside the court in August of this year. Mm -hmm. She said, I quote, he knows exactly what he's done and I hope he comes clean about it. And the answer is nothing. So if Virginia Roberts is watching this interview, what is your message to her? I don't have a message for her. Because I have to have a thick skin. If somebody's going to make those sorts of of allegations, then I've just got to have a thick skin and get on with it. But they never happened. For the record, is there any way you could have had sex with that young woman or any young woman trafficked by Jeffrey Epstein in any of his residences? No. Um, and, and, And without putting too fine a point on it, if you're a man, it is a positive act to have sex with somebody. You have to have to take some sort of positive action. And so therefore, if you try to forget, it's very difficult to try and forget positive action. And I do not remember anything. I can't have racked my brain and thinking, oh, well, when the first allegations, when the allegations came out originally, I went, well, that's a bit strange. I don't remember this. And then I've been through it and through it and through it over and over and over again. And no, nothing. Doesn't, uh, never happened. Oh, go fuck yourself, you fucking royal pedophile. Look, if someone accuses me of raping a girl, and worse, if someone accuses me of raping a child, and if I did not do it, I would certainly not say, Oh, I racked and racked my brain to try and remember if I raped a child. It's so strange. I just can't remember if I did that. That, that kind of argument is complete bullshit. Anyone that has not raped a child don't need to think one second about remembering if they raped a child or not. It's the most stupid lie I ever heard. You don't like rape a child and then forget about it. And then years later, oh, did I rape the child? Oh, oh, now I remember. Yeah, yeah, I did rape. You don't, I mean, maybe there are some... There exists some sort of this, like Alzheimer, maybe. If he had Alzheimer, maybe he could pull that card. I don't know. Um, 
but he would know his moral position, you know, like, so if you know that you would never rape a child, it doesn't matter if you get Alzheimer's, you don't need to remember that you didn't do it because you wouldn't do it. So, I mean, he's guilty. He is guilty as fuck. And I know the queen and the what you, king, whatever you call them, they're all fucking guilty. All of them. Also, to be frank, the reporter talking about having sex with young women should also get a fucking bitch slap. It's rape of children. She was a child. It was rape. The media bought and sold all the way. In conclusion, don't believe it just because an authority says so. And what is an authority anyway? You should be the only authority of your own life. That is what freedom means, in my opinion. If this global empire ever decides to knock on my door, I would have no choice but to join the resistance and die for my freedom. I will not willingly bow to these fuckers. I want to close this episode with the legendary resistance song Bella Ciao, sung by the anti-fascist resistance movement active in Italy between 1943 and 1945. The author of the lyrics is unknown, and in the lyrics the word partisan is used a lot, and in this case it means the people who resist the fascists. Considering I think the current world order is fascist, I am a partisan of sorts. I do object to any form of fascism. Anyway, the lyrics translated into English goes something like this, if I condense it down. One morning I woke up and found the invader. Goodbye, my beautiful. Oh, partisan, take me away. And if I die as a partisan, you must bury me. Goodbye, my beautiful. You will bury me over there, on the mountain, under the shadow of a wonderful flower. And all the people passing by will say, what a wonderful flower. Goodbye, my beautiful. And this is the flower of the partisan, dead for our freedom. And this is the flower of the partisan, dead for our freedom. Goodbye, my beautiful. Goodbye, my beautiful. Bella ciao, bella ciao, bella ciao. Freedom is in the mind. Esta mañana me he levantado. Oh, bella ciao, bella ciao, bella ciao, ciao, ciao. Esta mañana me he levantado y he descubierto al invasor. Oh, partigiano, me voy contigo. Ciao, bella, ciao, bella, ciao, 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 artigiano, me voy contigo porque me siento aquí morir. Y si yo caigo en la guerrilla, oh, bella, ciao, bella, ciao, bella, ciao, 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 si yo caigo en la guerrilla. En la montaña, oh bella ciao, bella ciao, bella ciao, cava una fosa en la montaña a la sombra de una flor. Así la gente cuando la vea, oh 
Bella ciao, bella ciao, bella ciao, ciao, ciao. Así la gente cuando la vea gritará revolución. Esta es la historia de un guerrillero. Bella ciao, bella ciao, bella ciao, ciao, ciao. Es la historia de un guerrillero muerto por la libertad. He puesto el fiore del partigiano. Oh, bella ciao, bella ciao, bella ciao, ciao, ciao. Puesto el fiore del partigiano muerto por la libertad. 